What would happen if you just said, screw it, and did it anyway? What if it turns out better than you could have ever imagined? Welcome to this week's episode of Lex Appeal. I'm your host, Lexi White, but you can call me Lex. I want to thank everyone again for your support and love since this podcast launch. Every word, message, tag, or repost on your Instagram stories or on your Facebook has meant so much to me. Lex Appeal has 1,400 downloads since launching. Y'all, that is crazy to me, and I just cannot express my gratitude enough for listening. If you're not already following my Instagram, check it out at Alexis McCray White and be sure to subscribe to Lex Appeal wherever you listen to your podcast. All right, let's get into this. Y'all, I've spent the last week feeling pretty lonely. And to be honest, I thought it was a pretty unusual, out of character emotion for me until I really started to think about loneliness. And that's what I want to talk about today. Because up until February, I was in a serious relationship for three years, so it's been a long time since I've felt romantic loneliness. I've had that partner who was always there. I could always text or call, but now that person is no longer in my life, and I'm in this new chapter of singleness. And now that I am, I'm remembering and feeling things that I had truly forgotten that I experienced in previous times of being single. Before I dated my most recent ex, I was single for four years. Sure, I dated here and there and had some situationships, but not a genuine relationship. Nothing serious. So the emotions that I felt over the last week have been really foreign and honestly confusing. So I reached out to a close friend, Brock Olson, who's also a dating and relationship expert, and I told him how I was feeling. Our exchange was as follows. I sent... Please tell me why I've been feeling sad about my ex over the last few days. I feel like I'm relapsing. WTF. He responded, It happens, especially when you aren't seeing someone new. We naturally revert back to the last time we had that thing that we need, which was to be near someone. It's why so many people repeat the cycle of going back to unhealthy relationships. Hard decisions must be made so you can move into the space in your life that you need to be in. I said, I just don't like this feeling. I don't even know what it is exactly. And his response, it's loneliness, Lexi. You miss having a partner. To which I replied, well, that's straight dumb. What a dumb feeling. I didn't even know what the emotion I was feeling was. I couldn't name it. And as someone who has done enough therapy over the last 10 years, I'm very self-aware and usually have no trouble naming my emotions. But holy moly, he's right. How many times have we or someone we know gone back to an ex that we knew wasn't our person or who we knew was not their person only because we or they missed having someone to text or to call or just to have around? How many of us have thrown ourselves into relationships with someone new because we didn't like this unnamed feeling rather than sit with it and allow ourselves to grow, to allow ourselves to feel uncomfortable just long enough to let it pass and for us to learn from it? 
Brock will be a guest on Lex Appeal very soon, but if you'd like to follow him for relationship tips or to even book a session with him, you can find him on Instagram at the Brock Olson, the B-R-O-C-K-O-L-S-E-N on Instagram. Now, obviously, I have felt different types of loneliness that I now recognize as such, but at the time, I didn't realize I was feeling lonely because it just felt so different than what I considered stereotypical loneliness. Recently, I've realized a place where I felt lonely is in my job. And I feel guilty saying that because I love my job. I'm incredibly thankful and blessed to own my own company that allows me to work from wherever and make my own schedule and be my own boss. I mean, for those who don't follow me on Instagram, I had the amazing opportunity to be at the grand opening of downtown Flavortown in Pigeon Forge, Tennessee yesterday and meet Guy Fieri. Not your typical Monday. But the thing about it is, I don't have coworkers. I have incredible employees, yes, who literally kick so much ass, and I love them all, and I am so grateful for them. But I miss having those built-in friendships that coworkers bring, especially when you see them every single day. You've got work wives, work husbands, people who know everything about everything in your life, whether you see each other outside of Monday through Friday or not. Those are relationships that I know I took for granted when living in New York. And I miss those people dearly. Another situation is living alone. I love living alone. Love it. I love my space, the freedom to do whatever I want, whenever I want, decorate the place how I want, walk around naked. I mean, it's kind of perfection. But only having Wizzy, my bearded dragon, or myself to talk to kind of gets old a little bit. I mean, sure, we all know I can carry on a conversation with a brick wall and make it talk back, but I miss having roommates some days. I loved my two roommates in New York. Some days we'd all just sit on the couch and talk about our days or about boys or watch trashy TV and drink wine. But even on days where we did our own thing and we were in our own rooms, we were there together if we needed each other. And that was an incredible gift. Now, some of you may live with roommates or a boyfriend or girlfriend or husband or wife, and I know that sometimes they may get on your last nerve or leave dishes in the sink or, <clears throat> excuse me, the men leaving the toilet seat up. Men, put them down. Freaking put them down. It takes like a half of second. How hard is it, really? Like, so your partner does not fall in the toilet in the middle of the night. Because I don't know if you've ever experienced that, but I hope you do one time because you will put the toilet seat down. It is like absolutely terrifying. I digress. <laughs> Sorry for the tangent. But I mean, I feel very passionately about men putting the toilet seat down. And I'm sure all the ladies out there probably would agree with me. But those people are there for you. They are your people. They're someone to appreciate, to be grateful for. Be sure you don't take them for granted. Give them a hug. Give them a kiss. Tell them how much you love them and how thankful you are that they are there. Now, when I talked to my mom about my idea for this episode, we dove into a conversation of some types of loneliness that she's felt slash feels as a parent and as someone who's in a different stage of life than I am. The first situation she mentioned was missing her mom. Her mom passed away from lung cancer right before I turned one in April of 1992. My nanny and my mom had the same relationship that my mom and I do. 
They talked every single day. They were best friends. And in this conversation, mom mentioned how she feels lonesome for her mom. How there have been so many times that she just wanted her mom with her at certain points in her life. More so than just every single day. And I just want to say to anyone who's lost a parent or a child or a sibling, a friend or any loved one, you are not alone. It may feel that way, but I promise you, you are not. Your loved one is still with you. They are always beside you. Not in the way you want, I know. Trust me, I know. But they are here. Trust in that. If you need someone, I am here and you can reach out anytime. But know that my heart is with you in that feeling of loneliness, missing that person in your life. One other thing my mom mentioned as a parent where she feels lonely is when my brother and I moved out. She and dad became empty nesters. And while she talked about how wonderful it is to see my brother and I thriving, she misses us. She said, when your children leave, you miss their presence in your home. It's quieter. Something's just missing. Again, this is a chapter of her life that I haven't experienced. So it's a unique perspective on a type of loneliness that I'm sure some of you out there may be feeling. Now, for those of you who are in a chapter probably closer to mine, you might be experiencing a completely different type of loneliness in your parenting journey. New moms, I cannot imagine how difficult it must be to have your entire world changed, even in the best way possible and now revolve around keeping this tiny human alive when all you've ever known is what you want to do and when you want to do it. And I just want you to know that you are doing an incredible job. Again, this isn't something that I personally have experience with, but I've seen enough of my friends go through the stages of bringing a child into this world and how everything changed for them. From going out and being with friends to staying home and taking care of their sweet baby. That's got to be a lonely feeling. But again, you're not alone. As someone who doesn't have children, I want you to know that your friends and your family, they want to be with you and want to be there for you. When I text someone, what can I do for you? Or if there's anything that you need, I'm here. I mean it. And I know your people do too. They want to help you. They want to make sure that you don't feel alone. Please let them. You are not a burden and you need to be able to take care of yourself so that you can take care of that baby. Now on the flip side of that, I'm on the side where I know how it feels to have a best friend have a baby. It is so much fun watching your friend become a mom or a dad. It is a wonderful feeling. But I know that loneliness that comes with the change in dynamics of those friendships when your friends become parents. And you shouldn't feel guilty or feel selfish for feeling like that. It's normal. Because their lives changed, so does your friendship. It doesn't mean that your friendship is any less important to them. It just means that it might have to change. It might have to adapt to the new life that they brought into this world. It may look a little or a lot differently. I know that when my best friends and I hang out now, for the most part, it includes their kiddos and it's a blast. We're no longer out drinking and doing shots all the time and being crazy, but we're hanging out with these kids who are so much fun and bring so much light into my life. And sure, it looks different, and we may not see each other as much as we used to or as much as I'd like, but I know that just because my friends become parents doesn't mean that they don't still love me, and it doesn't mean that we're no longer friends. 
I use this as an opportunity to find new situations I wouldn't be in if it weren't for those babies. Finding fun things to do and experiencing things through their eyes. But I also have used this time to connect with people who aren't in that chapter of their lives and who are more aligned with where I'm at. So not only am I still maintaining a relationship with my best friends, even if it looks a little bit different, I'm also finding people whose evenings and weekends look a little bit more like mine to spend time with. Okay, so once again, I put a question box on my Instagram stories for you all to give your input on this week's topic. And I just want you to know, I absolutely love having you all be an active part of Lex Appeal. This week, I asked about different things that make you feel lonely and how you deal with that loneliness. So I'm going to read off what makes this person feel lonely and how they deal with that loneliness. And then I'm going to probably dive into a couple. Number one, this person said, not receiving love how I need. And they said that they cope through crying. Number two, moving cities or changing jobs. This person's coping method, they said, my healthy habit is to call my friends. My unhealthy habit, watch sad movies and eat dominoes. Number three, when I'm a consistent third wheel. They're coping, sign up for more social activities with other people who might also be single. Number four, when I'm doing things that remind me of my ex. Coping, remembering that I'm in control of any feelings that I have and that I can choose to think of something different. Number five, not being heard in relationships. Their coping method, go for a drive, listen to music, exercise, phone a friend. Number six, this person said, when I want to attack a new project, but no one shares the same enthusiasm. They said their coping method, remember that it's my project and to expect others to care about it like I do is foolish. I love that. Number seven, being in a room of people who aren't interesting or not growing or just going through the motions of life. This person said, I change rooms. I change the people around me. Number eight, these are some situations that people sent in without sending in coping mechanisms, but I do still want to read these off. Social media, sleeping alone, having a weekend with no social plans, Having to go back to a hotel room at a wedding when everyone else has a room with their boyfriends or husbands. I'm pretty sure I could have written those last three myself, honestly, especially sleeping alone. And while I do love to starfish out in my bed and not have to share the covers with anyone, everyone loves a good snuggle sesh and not having those really sucks sometimes. Sometimes I just want someone next to me. Number nine, some people wrote in some coping mechanisms, but didn't give specific situations. Sleeping, shopping, stress eating, doing something nice and healthy for myself. This person said, I keep a list. These are all really, really relatable and completely understandable situations that will cause loneliness. I loved all of these answers because they are so real and we've all been there at some point in our lives. The ways that these people and all of us deal with these situations are all across the board and so honest. And I know there are times for me that I don't want to go for a walk or call a friend. I just want to lay in bed and cry and feel sorry for myself. And I know that that's okay, but it's not an all the time, every time way to deal with loneliness. One response that I really liked and encourage everyone to try 
Make a list of things you do for yourself that make you happy or might provide a healthy distraction for you. That way, when the feelings of loneliness do approach, you've already taken the think work out of it and you can just choose one off the list. I'm actually really excited to try that one. That was a great recommendation. And I want to remind those of you who aren't feeling heard or being shown love in the way that you need. I talked about the book last week, The Five Love Languages. And I really encourage you to grab that book and read it. And then sit down with your partner and have an open and honest conversation with them about those feelings. You deserve to be heard. You deserve to be seen. You deserve to be shown love in the way that makes you feel loved. I relate to number six very closely right now. Being excited about a project or a new venture and not having your closest people supporting you or being excited with you, that's so hard. That is lonely for sure. When you take that leap and are scared but you do it anyway and you don't have your people to turn to, well, I get it. Some people very close to me didn't understand why I was starting this podcast. They weren't excited or encouraging. And some people that I thought would be the most in my corner about Lexapeel, I haven't heard from. And while it hurts, I don't take it personally or dwell on it. Because the love and support from all of you, whether we know each other personally or not, it is overwhelming. And I want you all in my corner. And I'm so thankful that you are here. You all are what matters. And when I focus on the positive and focus on you and the people that are supporting me, the negative and the people who aren't, they just fade away into the background. What excites you? What dreams have you been holding back on because your closest people don't understand or aren't supportive of? What would happen if you just said screw it and did it anyway? What if it turns out better than you could have ever imagined? What if you put yourself out there in situations that might be uncomfortable? What if you pursued friendships with new but like-minded people? What if you find support and encouragement in unexpected places? What if that loneliness was filled by people who are in your corner, whether you know them or not? What do you have to lose other than your loneliness? Loneliness is a universal emotion. We all understand it. We all can relate. We've all been in that boat. Loneliness comes in waves. It can hit you out of nowhere or it can slowly build until you just can't ignore it any longer. Any life transition can bring about loneliness and it can have a different definition and look differently to every single one of us. Loneliness isn't just missing your ex. It can be a multitude of things, but I want to encourage each of us, myself included, to be a light for someone who may be in the dark. Loneliness is about connection, something that we all crave. And because we have all felt this emotion and because we can all relate, we can be there for others who are feeling lonely when we aren't. Loneliness might be one of the only things in this life that we all have experience with that allows us to support one another. And I think that's really, really beautiful. Thank you all so much for listening. Please share this episode with someone who might need to hear it. And don't forget to give Lex Appeal a five-star rating. I'm your host, Lexi White, but you can call me Lex. See you next Tuesday. Cheers. Cheers.